another episode of Deep in the Horror of Texas with your hosts, Aaron and Jeff, featuring special guest, Ralph. You gotta be fucking kidding. Oh, hey, you okay? Oh, damn enchiladas. Oh, you gonna be alright? I'm feeling rosy, yeah. Oh, what's in the box? It's black as time. What's in the fucking box? Nothing! Hello again, and welcome to Deep in the Horror of Texas. This is Jeff. This is Aaron. And then, also, we got a we got a guest. Guess who? Ralph is here. He, oh, he, he is no longer intern Ralph. He's he's kind of been promoted a little bit to a uh, well. He is now Mailroom Ralph. Mailroom Ralph. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring. It doesn't. There's no Carol here! <laughs> Carol! Who is Pepe Silva? Who is Pepe Silva? <laughs> no, I'm having to fill in for Nate because he's a douche. Well, yeah. so what happened was that Nate, uh, he heard Daniel Harris was in town, and he's going on a, a quest. A fapping quest. Yes. Yeah. Needless to say, he got injured on the job. <laughs> Only his right arm. Yeah, he's going to have a little downtime for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Once the swelling goes down. All right, so yeah. we said we keep it modest. We wouldn't do too, something, you know, we wouldn't cover anything too interesting. So we went uh, balls to the wall. We picked uh, one of our favorite uh, horror comedies, uh, the 2006 film directed by uh, uh, Zach Gunn. James Gunn. Oh, I'm sorry, James Gunn. Zach Gunn. Zach Gunn. Yeah. Who's Zach? I don't know. Zach Ambrose. Uh, <clears throat> James Gunn, who y'all know, who's done uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Tromeo and Juliet. Uh, he also did a fun movie with Rain Wilson called uh, Super, which is actually yes. quite super. Um, but we're going to cover the 2006 hom- uh, horror comedy um, Slither. Yeah. Um, I know this is a new one for you, Nate. I mean, Nate. Aaron. Nate. <laughs> Sorry. See, he's missed. <laughs> if if you can t- if you can't tell, my skin complexion not, is not the same as Nate's. No, no, no. You're quite darker. Yeah, Neither I'm, I'm a little bit darker. Uh, uh, I've I've got hair yes. on my head. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when he pulled up the other day, I, I swear to God, I thought it was Walter White. You know, just hanging in, <laughs> hanging in my fucking driveway. I thought so too. <laughs> I'm watching Breaking Bad. I'm like, holy crap, he's real. <laughs> so I'm the one who knocks. Say my name twice. <laughs> Um, so this was the first time he saw Slither recently. Yeah, it is. Uh, it came out when I was in the middle of school. So, uh, a lot of movies that came out during school I have never got to see. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm go- actually going back and rewatching them for the first time to, uh, you know, for the show. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Slither was one that, uh, I didn't get to see when it came out, but now I'm glad I did watch it now. So. Awesome, dude. And, uh, no, the only thing that sucks about this movie is as far as I know, there is no Blu-ray. This is one of the there few. Not. One of, this is one of the few movies that got released right around the time of the HD DVD and the Blu-ray uh, race was going on. So it had a full-fledged HD DVD release. It had um, 1080p. All the bells and whistles was on it. But lo and behold, Microsoft lost the race, and Sony did win. So now you have Blu-ray players and Blu-ray discs you know, yep. uh, littering your collection instead of uh, you know the few of us that actually did purchase an HD DVD player, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, sad, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just remember when I was looking for this movie to buy, I was, look, I was <clears> typing <throat> Slither Blu-ray and I kept pulling up versions, not region one, 
or like PAL or Region 3 or whatever, like far off yeah. different versions. And I was a little sad, but at the same time, because it's DVD, it's cheap. Yeah. So $3, free shipping. That's a steal. I got Slither. Yeah, man. And it's it's pounded with uh, special features. I mean, just the way old school DVDs are. So there's tons of commentary and behind the scenes, uh, visual effects things. I mean, it's, it's just loaded with a lot of cool shit to watch. It's also very much pounded with Elizabeth Banks. Which is just a pleasure to see. Oh, my God, Elizabeth Banks. Yes. Boing. Yes. She's How's that just, third thumb going? Oh, it's it's going way up. She, she, <laughs> the fact that she's going to be Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember uh, that. It's uh, going to be quite interesting. I'll be calling the dragon's word for that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, uh, I mean, yeah, when you try to put Elizabeth Banks into perspective these days, it's kind of like uh, she's done uh, movies with her husband, Jed Apatow. Which is wait, like, wait, you know, wait, husband? Yeah, not for long. Ooh, but then she recently started directing like the Pitch Perfect film. I think mm-hmm. she did the sequel and stuff like that. So it's neat to see where she began and where she's at now. If I remember correctly, I think she's currently the highest paid female director. If I remember right, and rightly so. I mean, she did the. I mean, I, I know Pitch Perfect too. When uh, got a shit ton of money, I guess for being a sequel and stuff. Yeah, but still, highest paid is still a good ring to it. So uh, recently, well, uh, seen with hookers too. Oh, shit. <laughs> Highest paid. That's true. So, uh, did you recently pop your cherry too on watching Slither? Or? Yeah, actually, right when as I got off of work and got back from driving from the Galleria, got home, fought traffic, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, I watched as much as I could before I got up here. So I literally just finished, kind of just finished watching the movie. Yeah, aren't you, man? Um. Me, I highly anticipated the film. I think I saw the teaser, the trailer early on, and me and the wife were in theaters to watch this when it came out, and we were happy to see it because it was such a fun movie. I had known James Gunn's work from uh, working with Trauma. Yeah, I mean, yeah, is, yeah, that's that's where I know his work from is from a uh, his Trauma heritage. Really. Yeah, because he worked with uh, he worked on Trauma on Juliet. He was a screenwriter, and I think he directed, but I think he was just screenwriter on that. But then as he progressed, I know he did a lot of screenwriting for uh, Scooby-Doo. He did the Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. when it came into motion pictures for the first one. Well, he also did a few of the, the Trauma Edge TV skits. You know, yeah, the, with the with those uh, samurai guy. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot uh, his name. Sergeant Kabuki Man. Yeah, he did a lot of the uh, the little fucking one-off uh, advertisement things, almost like the, th- the more you know kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, dude, uh, knowing James Gunn came from Trauma, and he was one of the few prominent people that actually turned out something I could actually watch from Trauma. It was really on my radar because seeing anybody come from Troma that actually has success is just awesome. It's rare. <laughs> it is, yeah. The the the, the Troma alumni is very very small. Well, you you usually go the other way. You usually get popular in horror and then you end up kind of directing for Troma. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't yeah. get like more roles or something like that. <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, which we we had talked about a little bit in the past episodes with like uh, the director from uh, Jeff Burr from Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we talked about that, but then this is actually the opposite. This guy well, started in Troma, and he went off to just be Well, like, the creators from South Park came from Troma. Yeah. Uh, oh, they did uh, Cannibal, Cannibal the Musical. Musical. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. They, they came from Troma. Which I don't really consider Troma because it's actually good. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it was Troma, actually... Troma has a few gems. They have some gems. It's just in a treasure chest of crap. And when we talk about Troma and Full Moon, it's like I we, we I appreciate Golden Age Troma and Golden Age... Um, Full moon. Full moon. Yeah. But it's kind of like everything after a certain like time, it's like almost mildly entertaining at best sometimes. Yeah. 
Even when you're drunk, you're still not entertained. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and know. we're being nice, people, because we really try. And especially Aaron. <laughs> I try. I really do. But, but don't I, lie to them. But but like but my my edge to being nice to to Full Moon is coming to a stop. It's hard. It really is mm-hmm. lately because the titles are few and rare. The titles are just few. That's that's it. Just yeah. few. It's like how many times can you buy subspecies? <laughs> Let uh, me count one the time. Ways. <laughs> I can only Let buy me it count once. The times. Oh my gosh. Um. So as we get into this film. That is Slither. Um, we'll speak a little bit to the plotline. Um, this was really an homage more than anything, I think, that James Gunn wrote. Because originally he wasn't set up to direct. He just wrote a really good screenplay and somebody bit and he sold was able to sell it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty much your basic scenario. And it sounds very close to a fucking film that's very near and dear to my heart. But let's go into a rough synopsis. Uh, near the deer, se- uh, deer hunting season in a small town of Wheelsley, uh, a meteor falls on the woods with a egg of an alien worm. Along the night, the local Starla Grant refuses to have sex with her husband, Grant Grant. And Which is ups- played by... Oh, none other than the uh, awesome, awesome actor who you may know from The Walking Dead. And from Guardians. Uh, and from Guardians. Uh, the great, great, great Michael Rooker, who, uh, man, I mean, I guess I the first time we saw Michael R- Michael Rooker, I actually took notice of him was uh, Henry the Portrait of a Serial Killer. Really? Oh, but, nice. uh, For yeah. me, it was uh, Mallrats. Mallrats, yeah, of course, definitely. Um, but he plays Grant Grant, and like we said uh, earlier, the uh, beautiful Elizabeth Banks plays uh, Starla. And oh, uh, Starla. So Grant Grant gets upset and he goes to a bar and has some drinks. He meets up with acquaintance Brenda Gutierrez, the younger sister of his former girlfriend who has a crush on him. They go into the woods, but Grant does not have sex with her. Well, they try to, and uh, like they're like they're about to initiate it, and then something happens where he's like, they they just don't he, he doesn't do it. He sees a weird egg on the grass, and when he touches it, the egg releases a sort of sparrow with an alien parasite. That dominates Grant's brain. <laughs> it penetrated. So this pretty much sets right up the the, uh, the alien invasion kind of scenario, uh, which you know it's the the small town played by an alien plague turning residents into zombies and all forms of mutant monsters. So it's a tale that really remarkably comes very close to Fred Decker's um, uh, Night of the Creeps. Yes, the first time yes. I saw the trailer, I was all I saw was Night <clears throat> of the Creeps because you see those little. The worms in the trailer, yep. the alien yep. worms, and all I could think of was Night of the Creeps. I was like, "Crap, yep. this is gonna be shit." <laughs> but then you see the uh, probably the saving grace, which is probably like the one of the greatest fucking leading men to ever step forward into a motion picture, let alone horror comedy, is uh, the awesome Nathan Fillion playing uh, Bill Party, the sheriff of the town. Yeah. Um, I can't speak more to the guy's role in this film. He is. Uh, anti-hero, charismatic, super funny, super badass, trying to save the day. Uh, why it kind of sounds like you're trying to explain Captain Hammer here. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the guy does such an awesome job that I think James Gunn was really... I mean, pretty much what James Gunn's able to do with Chris Pratt's character in Guardians, he pretty much does for Nathan Fillion in this one. I was going to bring that up. Do, do you think that uh, 
Star-Lord could have been Nathan Fillion? I think it would have been awesome to see Nathan Fillion as Star-Lord. If you could, because if you watch this movie, you see a lot of the characters that could have been in Guardians in different roles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that didn't. I think James Gunn's mentality really speaks to a certain style, because, I mean... I mean, golly, I mean, everything here just plays to a T of, like, I mean, I don't think we ever anticipated Guardians, mm -hmm. but, man, this really sets the stage where if you're a Guardians of the Galaxy fan, run and go see Slither. If yes. you're a yeah. horror fan, yeah, definitely. if you love the horror and the comedy mixture of, like, Shaun of the Dead and stuff like that, then Slither is just right up your nostalgic alley. Yeah, it, it really is right up your alley, especially with the themes, the humor, the characters themselves, because, like y'all are saying... There's a lot of characters you see in this film that kind of tra that do translate over into Guardians, and you could see those characters. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's very entertaining, and y'all keep bringing up Guardians, but uh, the aliens from Slither are actually in Guardians of the Galaxy. What, they are, yeah, they are. They're in the collector's room. Whenever uh, Quill or uh, yeah, whenever Star Lord and all the Gamora and all of them are bringing the. Uh, the stone to the collector, and one of the cases in the background. <laughs> you can see, that thing. Yeah, the little the shaking fist. <laughs> it's all excited. <laughs> but if you look in the background, it's from a side profile of uh, Star Lord. Yeah, of him handing it. You, if you look in the very back, there's a case, and you can see all the little slither aliens the in there. Did neat. not know that. Yeah, it's I, a did, I, I did not know. I'm gonna have to go back and watch Guardians again, which oh, yeah. is always a good thing to do. Yeah, yeah. whenever you get a chance, just. Look for that scene whenever they go to deliver it, and just look in that trophy room that where you collect the, the collector has his okay. collection, and you'll be able to see the you can see the aliens and Slither in there. I probably didn't notice it because I hadn't seen Slither until now. Oh, yeah, so that's, that's probably true. that's probably why I didn't notice it. But now that it's in there, I'm gonna have to go back and uh, rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. Um, what was fun to notice too is that uh, I recently watched uh, Guardians of the Galaxy again in 3D. Oh, yeah? Uh, it actually plays the IMAX version in 3D Blu-ray. So you actually get scenes where it goes widescreen, and then it goes full Boom. fucking screen. <laughs> oh, God. So it's like totally the IMAX version. So I was like, Ooh. There you go. That's appreciated. Um, So as we get into Slither, I mean, it really starts off like the synopsis says. It's pretty much small town. This big honey season happens in this town. That's just kind of borderline preposterous, but fun as hell. Um, when Grant gets hit by that damn fucking egg, though, yeah, it has this beautiful origin story that you get into uh, of seeing what the alien race kind of does and what it's all about. How it's kind of like a hierarchy, you know? It's like a, it's just feeding off of planet after planet. Yeah, and it's well, really... you don't find that until later on. It's yeah, all... yeah, yeah. No, you you don't find that on until the actual. Slither or worm, the whatever scene. the bathtub scene, yeah. Oh god, which is great. Yeah, that one's really good. So, uh, should we give away too much about what happens eventually to Brenda and stuff like that? Because what's funny is like when he's picking up Brenda, she's pretty much like everybody here is almost borderline white trash. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. It's so funny because like when he goes to pick up Brenda, her kids are in the background. The kid, one of the babies is playing with a tomato, and she says, like, it's better for them to play. She lets the kid play with a tomato because it's cheaper than buying them toys. Yes. Yeah. And then on the TV, uh, I think uh, Troma's uh, The Toxic Avengers actually. Yeah, it's, it's Toxic Avengers playing on the TV. That, that's the first thing I noticed was that. That's fucking awesome because, you know, I mean, you really set up that thing where, like, even the way Grant talks to Brenda is like, 
Oh, you just a little dumb bitch, aren't you? Or something like that. Well, I think about it's a tree uh, that they find in the dark. Well, yeah, because she put her name with his name. Her name is G.G. Grant Grant. They're so dumb they named you twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. And uh, but it's like implied that Brenda has been a. She's kind of the town whore. Yeah, everybody's yeah, really kind is. of been with her and her and all around her. So uh, it's it's heavily implied that her, around her, on her, her, her block, her. her block is one house. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, uh, everybody's been around that. Yeah. But uh, when he goes to pick her up uh, after you know the after the infection, uh, the tomato scene was pretty funny because uh, earlier that night, as I was watching it before I started watching the movie, my son was playing with the tomato. Oh, awesome! And I was, <laughs> he was ripening it up for you. He, he was like, "Yo, I'm like, oh, he's an alien." <laughs> Uh, Slither. That's hilarious. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, also about this movie. You brought the, the, the like the white trash kind of thing. Yeah. Here's the difference: these people are playing white trash characters versus Rob Zombie's actual white trash actors that he brings in. Oh, how did I know Ro- Rob Zombie was going to get pulled into this one way because or another? Fuck Rob Zombie. Uh, and Rob Zombie <laughs> actually cameos in this film too. Ah, damn it. Yeah, he's actually, uh, <laughs> I think he's one of the dispatcher voices or sheriff voices. On oh, the, he's uh, just the voice. Yeah. He's just so a, good, a his white character. trashness didn't infect the movie. No, well, the, the good writing <laughs> saved it from being, like, bad. Yeah, that's true. It's not like listening to a 12-year-old 12 year old just learning how to cuss. No, no, no. I think that was his film, El Super Bisto. Which, now that you mention, I think Rob Zombie was a, vo- was a voice in Guardians 2. If, I'm, if I remember correctly, I, I want to. No, really? I'm Rob Zombie. I am. Oh, I'm almost willing to put my entire paycheck I got today. It says on that, that uh, Romsey all thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what guest pays me. It says uh, Rob Zombie was the voice of Doctor Carl talking to Starla on the phone in Slither. I'm still talking about that one. Slither. Yeah. So that was his cameo in there. Damn it. Uh, and so when you watch this film, it's it's very fun. If you own the the director's, I mean, the, you listen to the director's commentary with, with Nathan Fillion because it's James Gunn and Nathan Fillion talking, and they give you so many tidbits about you know the opening scene. They pan down the street and you actually see the funeral home. The funeral home is actually called R.J. McCready's funeral home, which if you all know, R.J. McCready that ties in Kurt Russell's character from the film The Thing. Yep. There yeah. are tons of these little homages that James Gunn kind of factored in to this oh, yeah. screenplay and story. Well, he kind of did like what like what Joss Whedon did with Captain in the Woods. You have yeah. all those little homages, all those little things, Easter eggs that made that type of movie great. And uh, with James Gunn, he did the same thing for this movie. I mean, I start picking up like little hints here and there, like whenever uh, whenever uh, Grant Grant gets shot with a little dart, yeah. Yeah. that's Critters. Oh, yeah. That's straight up Critters. Uh and just other little homages from other uh, like possession movies or uh, creature feature movies that he that he throws in there. Because yeah. they talk about everything from like uh, one of the lodges in the film actually being related to uh, the director of uh, Basket Case. I mean, there's a lot mm-hmm. of cool little tidbits that they do into this film. Um, from him being bitten or you know shot by that thing by the alien. From there, everything escalates to this weird, fun place because Brenda's kind of like the first victim. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things are happening because Grant's changing. So Grant's kind of being hidden from Starla. The relationship's strained. He's becoming um, something else. He's changing pretty much like almost very Mm -hmm. thing. 
Yeah. Uh, kind of evolution kind of stuff going on. He's a goddamn squid. <laughs> oh god, these are some of the best fucking scenes when you ever watch a film. The, those one line. The, Be the, fucking respectful. Oh man. Well, but, I, uh, I found it funny that uh, that Brenda becomes like the kind of like the like the mother termite. Yeah, with, with all the eggs <laughs> and fed the farmhouse kill and all this stuff. I'm so hungry. Oh man, to this day, whenever I'm like starving for dinner, I'll I'll look to the wife and be like. Oh, Bill, I'm hungry, Bill. <laughs> Can you give me a little bit of that possum right there? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry, Bill. Oh, man, These fuckers are ripping me from the inside. Oh, God, here it goes. I really was, I was really waiting for like a fart sound effect to come oh. from that after she I, ripped I was open. too. I was, I was like, okay, there's got to be a fart joke here. <laughs> this is James Gunn. There's got to be a fart joke. Yeah, definitely. But it never came, but that's okay. It was yeah, still fucking yeah. funny one way or another. It was fucking hilarious. It was. Yeah. Um, the whole scene with the, uh, Grant hunting the cattle. It was just <laughs> magic. Well, I, I like that when they, they're using the cattle as bait to lure him out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's slithering. Really slow out there. He's he's like trailing really slow. And you hear people talking. It's a damn squid. Look at that squid. <laughs> As he's walking by, everybody's talking about the squid. Yeah. And then finally, you know, he grabs the cattle. He kills it, throws it down. And then when everybody pops up to to attack him, he busts the hell up out of there. He like oh yeah. He he you know busts his ass and vapor trails. Uh, the I uh, the old guy says this funny ass line where it's like. I've, I've had something growing on my dick like that looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, something fell said, off my dick that looks like that. He said uh, that looks like something that fell off my, my dick, dick back in back in the Vietnam War. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? God damn. Got them Tara Reed crabs. Um, oh god. <laughs> you're surrounded by a lot of fun characters in the movie. Uh, there's a doctor character played by Wally, uh, by Don Thompson. Uh, but the one that steals the fucking show is uh, Jack McCready. Uh, who plays the mayor? Yeah, he, the mayor oh, really does steal a, a show. In this. his opening scene, when he when he's driving in through town, Hong Kong movie, you cocksucker! Hi, mayor. <laughs> hi, mayor. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> hey, how you doing? How you uh, doing? This is played by none other than the great uh, Greg Henry. You may see him in a. He plays a weird, weird sadist in a, a film with Mel Gibson called uh, Payback, and then he also does a cool. Uh, he does the uh, grandfather introduction for. Peter Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But he is the exquisite fucking comedic time <laughs> fucking genius in this film. When he's in the cop car, he's asking for, where's my goddamn Mr. Pip? <laughs> <laughs> when he's asking for his Mr. Pip, that is probably like the biggest laugh I've ever had in my life in the fucking theater. That was just too fucking funny. And that's the mayor. I mean, the mayor is just fucking dropped down. Well, I found it funny because hilarious. who asked for a Mr. Pib in a movie? Oh, shit. Who has ever asked? It's either a Coke or a Pepsi. She Maybe a Sprite. Goddamn Mr. Pib. Who asked for a Mr. Pib? <laughs> Apparently the mayor does. Mayor does. He has. The mayor he, asked for a Mr. Pib. He likes the cherry taste, man. It's a spicy cherry taste. Spicy yep. cherry? Spicy yeah. cherry. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Dr. Pepper. It's just right there between Coke and Mr. Pib, you know? Yep. That is very true. There was that, and I think one of the one of my favorite scenes is like whenever everything busts out of fucking Brenda and all the I don't know what the fuck you'd call them the, the little alien worms, the little worms, worms whatever worm, the squirms or the worms, the squirms. Yeah, let's just fucking call them squirms. 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 Whenever the fucking squirms all disappear, those little fuckers tried to get out of my mouth. What the fuck is wrong? <laughs> 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 
I, I did find prices. that funny. Cover your mouth! Cover your mouth! And they Cover all get bombarded by the worms. Yep. Oh, man. I love when the female deputy gets it right in their mouth and they just... <coughs> like, damn, dude. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's filled with... I mean, the special effects are digital. Some are very not digital, mm-hmm. which is fun to kind of decipher in your own mind what's what. Um, but, man, this film is filled with fun gore. It really is. I mean... Because once the worms come out of Brenda and they start taking over the residents of the town, it's just fucking, it's funny zombies. Yeah, it yeah. really is yeah. at that point. So, but no, like, the gore from that from that point on is just funny as hell. Or at least to me yeah. it was. The, um, but even before that, you still got the gore from all the animals and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, because yeah. constant roadkill. Oh, yeah. Well, like, well, whenever, uh. Starla went down to the basement. Actually, yeah. After she beat the lock off the, the basement, oh, yeah, down yeah, there, yeah. you see like the the cats hanging, yeah. the coyotes hanging, like all the animals in their woods in the surrounding woods, like down there, skinned. Yeah. Carcasses everywhere, and the flies, and there's plastic on the walls to prevent staining and other stuff. Yep. It's just that's practical effects. Yeah. Yep. All that's practical effects. I think that was really the only jump scare for me in that. For the rest of the entire movie, it was all just. Fun. Laughter, laughter. Yeah. yeah, it's it's fun. This is probably the only movie that uh, one of the few movies that my wife kind of walked in. She's like, "Hey, that's ca- that's uh that's the guy from a uh, from a uh, Firefly." Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna watch this. And she started watching it, and she was laughing. And you know, during the gross part, she enjoyed it. It's goofy. So it's and again, trauma alumni. So she she enjoyed it a little bit too much, I think. <laughs> a little bit too much. This was really fun because I think Nathan Fillion is just so damn charismatic and funny. Mm-hmm. He carries his fucking film. Well, he the does. cast and it's the cast itself really worked worked really well together, yeah. especially mm-hmm. in this. They, or at least to me, they did. Yeah. Like they all. I don't. I don't know how much of that was improv, but nonetheless, it just felt a lot more fluid than some of these other er- some of these other characters that you see in other films. Yeah. It's just everything just felt right, even oh, though yeah. like. Even though, yeah, it was they they were all playing like white trash trailer park people and whatnot, but still, it was just I don't know, just the chemistry between all of them just really worked, or at least for me, it did. Oh, yeah, because so. like yeah. Grant treasured Star treasures Starla as like his love, yeah. his trophy wife, exactly. But then like Nathan Fillion always treats Starla as like the one that got away, yeah, like mm-hmm. the the sweetheart, you know, yeah, the, yeah, let's go sweetheart. So uh, after the barn scene, oh yeah. We kind of get quickly to like the worms are now kind of invading the town. They're they're going around the town, and this is where we come to the infamous bathroom scene. And oh, if yeah. you've seen the DVD cover or the poster, you'll see a bathtub surrounded by worms, or an overhead view of a girl in a bathtub yeah. surrounded by worms. This is that scene, and if you pay close attention, uh, it's third thumb approved. <laughs> it's third thumb approved. And it's also funny because it's like almost is it a CD player or is it a Walkman? I think a little Starlight <coughs> Walkman, maybe. I think that. Uh, or was it a CD player? I I don't I think remember. it was an actual like old school iPod. Oh really? Oh yeah. Okay, gotcha. I think it was like because it it didn't look like a CD player because she just she just put the headphones in her ears while she's in the tub. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, it looked like it came from an i like an old old first gen. Who iPod. has time for that? I don't know. As as a grown ass man, I I wish I could ever have that time. But I, I can honestly say I've never had that kind of time where you're just like, I'm gonna soak. Well, you're not a seventeen year old chick. I, I guess in high school. Well, I'm jealous with poking <coughs> man nails. Damn it, man! I missed my calling. Yeah, you missed your calling. <laughs> missed your calling. So you got this uh, attractive young woman. 
Who's still in high school? Shut up! <laughs> but, but, apparent, but apparently, she's already matured. She's got the she got the nine hundred two one zero syndrome, where she's an older actress playing a younger younger actress. So it's okay. So it was okay. okay. Oh, okay. okay. She was held, well, okay. Like, she was held back a few life. years. She was held back she a few was, years. Uh, she college freshman. She did a great job on the scene. Yeah, no, yeah, she, she really did. She did. Now the shot that cold. they did with it, with the. Uh, with the worm coming up through the through the water, and it's that scene where well, it's from her, from the it, it it tried to go in through the windows first, but the windows were closed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it one of the the her sisters, her her twin sisters, uh, their bedroom door was open, so they all kind of came in through there. Mm-hmm. But the part you're getting to is when it was going through the water. Yeah, was a uh, that was a throwback to another movie. Yeah, Jaws or Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay, with the, the Freddy Glove. Freddy. <laughs> With the Freddy Glove. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That's a classic scene. Yeah, no, I like that scene a lot. That, 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 once I saw that, I was like, oh my God, I need to watch mm-hmm. Nightmare. <laughs> and the actress's name is Tanya Solner. If you watch, uh, she came out in Percy Jackson and the Olympians, uh, The Lightning Thief. She played the Aphrodite girl. Nope. Uh, Gonna watch it. Uh, well, hey, Tanya, you did a great job. She yeah. plays Kylie. Yes, God, I hope this is the right girl. I'm looking up. <laughs> Either way, she fits the bill. Good job, girl. She fits the bill. <laughs> um, she fits my bill. So she gets this infamous uh, bathroom scene. She fights off the things, but it gets in her mouth, and she does the bite into it. And that's no, how she's, we get the she's, she's like grabbing into it with her nails. She's like, but I thought it gets into her mouth, and she she kinda, does, and she's pulling it out. By yeah, like, yeah, she's clip. pulling it out with her nails, but it, the her having it in his mouth, her, her mouth is what gives her that flashback where yeah. she taps into the psyche of the alien worm. Yeah, and she, she sees, sees the, everything. She sees how they're yeah. like hive minded and how they conquer planets after planets by which was done great because yeah. all fucking hardcore CG like Starship Trooper style. Yeah. Yes, much shit. Yes, that was pretty neat. I got a very like Mass Effect two feel from that. Whenever it was the Good hive call. mind, Good call. the entire. Yeah. Assuming direct control. The flood, <laughs> Mass Effect Two. Yeah, exactly. Very much. Uh, well, James Gunn is a gamer, so yeah, that's true. That, that's that true. Kind he of gay. Gamer. 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 <laughs> gamer. Um, fun story. The uh, dispatcher for the sheriff's office is played none other, none other by Jenna Fisher, who stars in the TV show The Office, the office. with Steve Carell. She Ooh, plays the character nice. of Pam. Yeah. At the time of filming, she was actually wife to James Gunn, and when the actress fell out from playing the dispatcher, he gave the role of the dispatcher to his wife as a birthday gift, which is fun because she always wanted to be in a zombie film and play a zombie, and she got both a chance to work with her husband and a chance to play a zombie, as we will get into much later. Yeah, very nice. Which is a fun, uh, it's a fun story because I remember reading this either after I saw the film or prior, but it was so cool because Office was such a big deal back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That you kind of were always constantly rooting for the whole Jim Pam situation. And yeah. Pam was awesome. And cool Jim, story, bro. Fucking it. <laughs> damn, damn right it was a cool it story. It was a cool story. Pam, um, Pam is hot. Yeah, she was. Also, in that scene, if you notice in that scene at the beginning, uh, we, we kind of got our second cameo in this movie. Who was what? What was that? Founder of Troma, Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, was, yeah, he's a sad drunk. Yeah, he's a sad drunk. This <laughs> uh, yeah, he cameoed. He as he cameos in almost every James Gunn movie. Uh, yeah. He was in there, sad drunk, happily looking at the camera instead of looking at the characters talking. Of course, not. smiling, big old she didn't grin on his face. Uh, <laughs> Lloyd, so awesome. I made it, Ma. Yeah, I made it. I little, found James Gunn. Little did he know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. 
what was neat after the uh, whole scene and and the household does get taken over and and you know the character of uh tanya's character ends up being the lone survivor it's the funny lines that you get as uh, Nathan Fillion and everybody come out of the, they come out of the out of the bushes, kind of like swatting the worms away. They're trying to get to a vehicle, yeah. And uh, he sees what the husband and wife, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. kind of battling with them, yeah. And they get in the car, and the the two twins do like one of the most original fun lines ever. It's uh, what the hell's wrong with them? Uh, they they got like rabies or rash or some shit. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got pink eye. We're itchy. Or... <laughs> oh no no no. There was a uh, God. Was the, the uh, he was like, what happened to y'all? And the father looks over and goes, got boys and oak. Boys and oak in the back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like he wasn't sure. <laughs> and then the kids are like, we're itchy. Oh man, it's priceless. But they're like mindless fucking alien zombies walking uh, towards them. Oh, oh dude. Yeah. And like. <laughs> The lead up from that moment all the way till they get to the cop car. Like just him getting knocked over by the old man saying, She's my wife and he tries to hit her and he shoots him in the foot. He falls yeah. over <laughs> Yeah. You shot me in the foot. That's what's amazing <laughs> is that everybody is pretty much permeates off of Grant's psyche. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah. like you said of hive mind, so everybody perceives like Starla as their that to, to recapture, yeah. yeah, and then which is ingenious in my mind because like the whole fucking Nathan Fillion's purpose is to kind of protect her, yeah, and save and her. That, and you you see that throughout the entire movie, really, or you get hints of that because at the beginning they're like, "Wow, I can't believe you're still holding that mug for holding that torch for as long as you fucking have." You know, <laughs> there was that there was that line, and then uh, whenever in the same fucking bar. They're having that ceremony. It's hot in season. They all start dancing, and he's dancing where they're trying to keep her from dancing with all the other drunkards. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, whenever Grant comes in to try and kill her, he shows up and he's like, "What the fuck?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's shown throughout the entire movie that he has feelings, and you get that right from the fucking get go. Yeah. Yeah, like the moment that he says, she's my woman. And it's like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Wrong guy. Yeah. So after they leave the house of the family, Mm -hmm. they drive off. uh, That's when they pick up the girl and you have the whole Mr. Pibb scene. Well, yeah, they, the, after he falls down, the girl helps him up. They run. The mom spits at him. Yeah. And they, they dodge, they epic doge that <laughs> shit, and they run to the car, get into the car, then another fucking lady spits at him, and he's like, what's with all the fucking spitting? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's, it is pretty funny. Oh my god, these Well, this lines. is, like, in their, while they're in the car driving back, they're talking to Pam yeah. at the station. Oh, she's Pre-transformation, a- and then after-transformation. She has this... The silliest fucking lines in this film. She's like so slow and everything. Well, she's at the beginning. She's talking to him. She's not quite fully bright. She's not really bright. She's not getting things you're trying to explain to her. And like, okay, okay. Then after she gets taken over, she's like, oh yeah, just come to the station. You know, she's quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's full. She's thinking. Mm-hmm. And you can tell Grant has taken over her personality. Bright eyed and bushy tailed at that yeah. point. And uh, complete different persona after that transformation. It's it's just great. Yeah. It's it's just really good. And Pam. Because she's all do-dee-do, and then she looks up, and you see, like, the... Uh, well, like, something drops down, like, blood or something yeah. drops down, and she looks up, and 
They like warm drop on and, and like a damn turkey. Throat. And like a damn turkey, she looks up in the sky and her mouth's open. And uh, um, the sheriff station holds one of the most redundant, funny fucking scenes. <laughs> it's the least. It's the last thing you expect in a sheriff station. Um, since you guys saw it recently, <laughs> what was y'all's take on that? Because I mean. I mean, it's a fucking zombie deer. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he fights a zombie deer. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, well, there, there was a movie that came out a few years ago where it was like, was it Zombie Roadkill or Roadkill Highway or something like that? Where the, it had a Thomas Hayden Church okay. was in it. And he's fighting all these like evil zombie roadkill creatures. And he fights a deer. He ends up fighting a squirrel, a deer... Uh, and a few other roadkill things, but that deer remind me of that. Man, salmon went downhill. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's just funny to see like the deer kid like keep punching him in the chest with his hooves, and just keep pun- <laughs> and then and try to impale him. Yeah, it's, it was so damn funny. And it was practical <laughs> effects. Yeah, it was all practical effects. I mean, and, I think there's a couple of CG shots when you see like the full on like prance looking. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Him. But everything close up, it was like. Fucking pure Evil Dead Two <laughs> fighting the chainsaw chick, you know? Yeah, no, that's very true. Uh, what you kind of get, you kind of get a tease of of the deer possibly coming back because Nathan Fillion actually runs into that deer before he ever makes it to the fucking house. Yeah, because the deer is like is like eating and the little the worm is like crawling on it. the deer's like what the fuck get off of me and all of a sudden <laughs> it's oh. like ooh. <laughs> and when I first saw this in the theaters, I was like. Stupid funny, but later as you rewatch it, it's just so fucking. It's just great. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. great. It's like Kick it's like back, I said, have a few beers, kind it, of drink. Well, it's like movie. it's like I said, it was like Evil Dead Two when you see Ash fighting the the rubber chainsaw, yeah, you know, hit, decapitated head girl. It's like you know it's goofy as shit, slapsticky, but it's fun mm-hmm. and it works in the storyline. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So like, so he's fighting a deer, and he gets he does get impaled or he gets stuck by one of the antlers. Before uh, uh, Starlet comes in there and uh, kills the deer, basically for yeah. him, for kills it. <laughs> and it, and when it even when it falls over dead, it's still just like like a giant mannequin prop. It just plop. Yeah. <laughs> it just plops down. That's it. And oh, it's, it's, it, that, that scene's just great. Yeah, that scene's awesome. just that, that scene's just really good. Um, when you're dealing with the scenes of the mob, it was always weird that everybody's almost in this weird, almost erotic situation where they're always like, <laughs> oh, Storia, Storia. I was like, oh, man, it's yeah. creepy fun, but it was definitely fun. Yes. Because, I mean, everything escalates to a certain way of, uh, you know, it ultimately leads you to this scene that it's it's hard to even really tap into i mean well they figure out that you know that they have to go back to grant grant's house they have to go back to his house and rescue starla and hopefully after the girl after a because like a car wreck happens and like starla's pulled away and he's yeah. uh, like knocked out and i think the mayor's been impregnated by a worm everybody wakes up kind of in the basement of the grant, yeah. grant house yeah well, the mayor hasn't been impregnated yet. No, not yet. Not yet. He gets he gets pregnant later on, but yeah, everybody kind of wakes up. Uh, well, the mayor and Starlight get taken. Yeah. Uh, because the the girl and Nathan Fillion's character stay behind because they go to the house, and that's when you get that's when you get the big reveal of 
what happens to all the people who are infected. Yeah. Yeah. And They're you kind of get this giant trauma-esque gross scene of a fat, oily guy stripping naked and jumping into this human flesh mass, become one with Grant Grant. And have you ever seen the film and Society? At that point, That's what it really ties into. Yeah. And at that point, you get Jabba the Hutt. We do what the, 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 This is beyond Jabba. This is beyond Pizza the Hutt. <laughs> Bring me solo. Fucking salacious. <laughs> but uh, but but yeah, you, you get this. Uh, uh, if if you've ever seen a trauma movie, you know the character Michael Hertz always kind of cameos in every movie. He's this giant yeah. fat guy. Mm-hmm. He always takes. He always he's either naked in his underwear or just disgusting. Living the dream. He's living the dream, getting paid to do that. <laughs> and you get this fat guy, stripped naked, jump into this pile of flesh to become one with Grant Grant because it's so high he, So he hit all three nails. Oh, Pretty, yeah. much. <laughs> Pretty much. He's all held up. He's like, I'm going to start. He just starts I'm leaning be into gross. the... Yeah. I'm in my underwear. No, I'm not I'm, <laughs> I'm covering my herbs and spices and butter. I'll take all the ham. <laughs> I'll take all the this ham. Is, this is my KFC. <laughs> Woo! Moonshine. Oh, God. Dukes of Hazard on. Oh, yeah. Table for 20. <laughs> Table for one. Oh, shit. Plus 20. Oh, you Jesus. can eat. All oh, my, man. All my sisters and cousins. It's a flesh worm mess. And Grant's just like half humanoid, half fucking like just fucking nasty. It's it's very reminiscent of the of the movie uh, Terror Vision, if you've ever seen that. Yep. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yep. The mass creature in in that movie is uh, Grant Grant looks and acts kind of like that. That's neat. It so, really is a special effect to be wow. Witness. Yeah, because everybody's is. like you have actors within the creature design that are acting within it, so it's awesome. It's almost like the uh, Freddy. Uh, was it three of the Dream Warriors? Were that when he lifts up his shirt and yeah. there's the people the pressing against his chest, the yeah. souls? Yeah. Very much reminiscent of that. But everybody delivers line and they're in unison because they're of hive minds. So yes. while Grant will stir off and be like, <laughs> and all the other people are like, give us back Starla. She's the one we love. And it's like, oh God, it's fucking <laughs> eerie as shit. But meanwhile, Jesus. in the basement of fucking impregnated nasty motherfuckers, um, the mayor gets impregnated. He gets pulled in and he gets mm-hmm. injected. And it's kind of like a pipe in, pipe out system. Uh, one of these tentacles stabs you and fills you up with eggs, and another fucking tentacle stabs you and fills you up with cum, and your belly becomes <laughs> double base- stuffed. Exactly. Goodness, DPDV. So basically, your stomach is like this giant vagina that's gonna host the uh, the, the this this egg, the worms, yeah, the worms. So you're after you're impregnated, your body gets tossed down into the basement where you're served a gratuitous amount of fucking roadkill and <laughs> fucking other kind oh, of... Oh, you can uh, eat buffet. God, I'm trying to think of the word uh, what you vulture, uh, vultures and stuff eat. It's a certain kind of meat. It is called... Rot. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, it's a special word. It's Dark. Fun. It's fun when you know it. Damn. Rancid. Chicken. Yeah. I'll come back to it. Vile. Cavolta fish? I'll have to look into my thesaurus. And, and I know people know it. It's just, it fucking escaped my mind at this very moment. Maggoty? It's uh it's a specific word what you call vulture fucking like feed. Vulture God. feed? Pretty much like So after the well okay, well we'll come back to that word. Yeah, please, thank you. 
uh, after that word, uh, we're, uh, you know, the mayor kind of escapes the basement and he's running up because there's people feeding. He can hear them Already. eating. <laughs> and he hits a flashlight or a light. He, I forget, he hits either a light or a flashlight. Doesn't he see somebody that he recognizes and they, are they still the fucking meat? No, no, he no. He's like a girl and like they're fighting. No, no, over no, no, no. What's happening? What's happening is that he hears stuff. He's hearing like crunching, like somebody eating. Yeah. And he's looking for like a light switch and he hits it. And then he looks up and there's a girl or a group of people, things that are eating on the meat. And, uh, he, that's what freaks him out. And he starts running up the stairs to get out of the basement. But he sees like a group of fiends or ghouls or whatever eating the dead meat. Yeah. And that freaks him out. So, uh,. <clears throat> As and it's like so, pretty much when he gets up there, he's still fighting them off because he hasn't fully turned yet. He's still a, uh, he still has his conscience, yeah. so to speak. And this is probably one of the best scenes in in the movie because like the music swells. Well, well, like you know, he's up there fighting and fighting, and also Nathan Fillion and the girl bust in there, and he's like on his knees, "Kill me, please." He's he's about to give this speech about you know how human he is. Nathan Fillion just doesn't give a shit and just yeah. pops him in the head, <laughs> boom, walks by. I'm just like, yes. It's awesome. It's like anticlimactic, but works perfect for that character. Gotcha. Um, yeah, couldn't say it better. Because when he gets capped, it's kind of like, he's just... A long t- time coming. T- totally ambivalent. It was like, I'll just pop the fucking mayor. He, like, you know, because the audience... Because he's starting to get the gut that. and everything. Cause yeah. like, it's funny because like, even James Gunn, even in this film, he uses the music <clears throat> so well because it kind of yeah. like the music swells and then like... Yeah. The, a situation or a scene will just play out perfectly, and, and that definitely happens with the mayor scene as he gives in to grabbing the dead raccoon or squirrel and starts eating the rancid flesh. <laughs> um, the scene that really gets me is, uh, you know, they date Star. You know, he has Starla come out, and he's kind of trying to make Starla one of him because the alien. Well, he's he was whipping her around because she's trying to help Nathan Villian's character out, and he starts pretty much. Tentacle bitch slapping her around the house. Yeah. One of us. <laughs> One of us. But it's Grant that wants it. So it's, the alien's still part of us. It's still part Grant and part alien. And the alien's trying to, like, please Grant's kind of half of his mind because mm-hmm. he loves Starla and yeah. Starla to kind of become. It's a symbiotic relationship between yeah. the two, really. It's just yeah. the alien's taking over the majority yeah, I, of it. I guess that the alien's kind of getting high off of Grant's, like, humanity of, like, the, the, the sensual or love need for his wife. Yeah. Well, this is where it kind of enters uh, the stage of the fly, where it starts becoming more Brundlefly. Exactly. Very yeah. Brundlefly-like with the love, the kind of like the little love triangle that they have right there. Yeah. And, uh... Like yeah, and uh, my my scene, the scene I like is you know when Grant's fighting Nathan Fillion's character, and he Nathan Fillion gets hit with a, gets hit with one of the tentacles. Yep, not the other one. He fights he, off the other one. He fight, he's fighting off the other one, but he gets hit with one of them. He's getting pumped full of cum. He yeah, that's called alien probe. <sighs> that's an alien probe right there. I mean, he's coughing up the jizz, dude. It was a gross yeah. scene. He was coughing it up, and uh, as they're fighting, and uh, and as uh, Grant Grant's tentacle slapping Starla around the room. Uh, you get a scene where you see this uh propane tank. Yeah, and if you're a fan of the movie Jaws, you know what's happen. You know what's about to happen. We're gonna need a bigger boat. That's it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Nathan's feeling like fighting went off. He grabs the propane tank, pump like kind of stuffs it into Grant. Grant. Uh, he grabs the tentacle he's been holding off, the one with the eggs. Yeah, and he, he stubs stabs it, it into the nozzle of the propane tank and opens the nozzle and. Pfft, you see the propane like 
travel down the tentacle and into Grant Grant's body. Yeah. And slowly, you know, he know you know what's going on. He's yes. filling up with fucking flammable gas. And uh, lo and behold, he pops out that, that Zippo. <laughs> well, like, well, like, well, he hands, uh, Starla finds a gun. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah she finds a gun, and she's aiming the gun at Grant Grant, and he looks at her, and she looks at him, and he has that moment of, like, you know, I do love her. I I need to pretty much end this to save her. Yeah. His humanity has finally come back. For that moment. For, for that one moment. You can see the... <laughs> I mean, you can see that you can see the really like that that in his eyes, teary eyed, looking at him. You know, like he's yeah. like he's like, just do it. <clears throat> I, I love you. Kill me. Yeah. And then she shoots. Boom! Fireworks. Fleshy bodily fireworks. Every, everywhere. Bits and pieces go everywhere. Baby, I'm a firework. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of Mailroom Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> Singing Katy Perry. Oh my gosh. Um, what's funny is that somehow, like, all this stuff that happens to Nathan, he's, like, outside near the swimming pool outside. Uh, Starla's actually inside the house, so all this weird stuff's going on, and when the explosion goes off, you know, it's like bits and pieces just go everywhere. Yeah. Just total, you don't know who's alive, who's dead. Yeah. And then, uh, I think Starla finds Nathan Fillion or something like that, but you have this one of the most grotesque scenes when, uh... Nathan Fillion actually pulls out the tentacle that's been punctured into his stomach, and you just see, like, like jizz-colored fucking shit just start pumping out of his stomach. Oh, dude. It's just horrific to see that scene. Kind of like that scene from Evil Dead where pull the branch out and just, like, blood is... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just, oh, it's just like... uh, It's fucking gross. But, uh, yeah, you know, Starla kind of saves a day. And, you know, her and Nathan Fillion kind of walk off into the sunset. Well, and, and the girl. And the, the girl. And the girl. The, the bad. The bathtub girl. Bathtub girl. And, uh, you know, it's pretty much a straightforward alien come to take over the world, make zombie people film. But, man, it's done in such a great way that it's uh, probably one of the top three. It's it's probably right up there with me with Shaun of the Dead as being, like, uh, one of the funnest horror comedies yeah. that you can ever sit down and just, like, oh, yeah. enjoy. And I, I, I can agree with you on that. It It is it, – that movie is just straight-up fun. Yeah, it, it, is. it has its horror concept. It has the blood. It has the gore. It has, it has what you need for a good horror movie. Granted, there's not as much for your third thumb while you're watching it, but it's That's still – Oh, yeah. That's it, really. But it's it's all around just a really fun movie. Yeah. So and it's directed by James Gunn. If you, and like you were saying earlier at the beginning of this podcast, if you like fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, you have no reason not to like this. Yeah. Unless you're just like I don't like horror. It's then it's, what are you doing listening to us? Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, we we need those extra three listeners. <laughs> we'll be fine. We'll be fine. I don't know. We will. Don't tell Nate. Um. Yeah, because when you get into his other films like Super and stuff, it's almost Super's almost like a, a ripoff of Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah. And but this Slither, it's just so <clears throat> plays off of the horror nostalgia for so many awesome films like Aaron was saying, The Fly, and uh, it has homages to The Thing and so many other other films that it's just fucking yeah. awesome. And to know that he uses his comedic wit within it, it's just awesome. Yeah. Um. I hate to say 
But this film did horrible in theaters. <laughs> it really did. It I think really it did. What, 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 what was it up against when it came out? I, pff, 2006. <laughs> 2006. 2006 I want to say, I want to say that was about the time that like Twilight and all of them were coming out. If I remember right. I mean, it's, it's a hard R horror film. Yeah. It should have been spun more as a comedy, but I don't think anything could have saved it. There wasn't really superstar power because if you didn't, if you weren't a brown coat back then, then you really didn't give a shit too yeah. much about feeling. Yeah, that's very true. Granted, it it does have a Ooh, excuse me. It does have like an 86 on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's, it has a good review, but as in like, yeah, like you were saying, when it got released back in March 31st, 2006, it didn't do that hot. Because there, there had to have been something else going on at the same time. Well, let's see. Let's, okay. I'm running on a list of movies in 2006 Casino Royale, The Departed, Blood Diamond, Superman Returns, Pan's Labyrinth, Talladega Nights, Pirates of the Caribbean 3, X-Men... Th- oh, X-Men 3. Uh. <laughs> da Vinci Code, uh, Ice Age 2, uh, Night at the Museum... Is that speaking strong to horror films in Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Borat. You want to consider that a horror movie? <laughs> it's based off a horror game. Oh, oh, here you go. Basic Instinct 2. That was actually good. Apocalypto. <laughs> The Hills Have Eyes, the remake. That was good. Yeah, The Hills Have Eyes. Okay, uh, I can see that. Miami that wasn't Vice a money movie. changer, though. It was like, no. ooh, ooh, ooh. Like this, this 300. Movie. Yeah, but, mm. but that's the thing. It's like Monster House. When you're looking for horror films to go see in 2006, uh, Silent Hill. Uh, <laughs> and what was the other one? I forgot what you said. Silent Hill. Uh, Hills, Hills Have Eyes. Eyes. The Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes was great because it was Alexandria Aja's film. That, yeah. You know, he hadn't done shit since like High Tension. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But no, like, and also Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning. I don't remember that being all that good, though. Or at least I. I it was the first of the Platinum Dunes. Dunes, uh, shit. Dunes, was it? I think so. I thought the remake, the original remake, was Platinum Dunes as well. Or so, what the hell was the new beginning? Oh, that's I mean, when they showed the fucking. That's the one that showed what the uh, the birth scene of Leatherface in the meat factory. Yeah, yeah I don't even remember that one. And you also no, got a Final either. Destination three. No, I don't there. remember anything from Foundation. I, I think that was just a bad year for horror. <laughs> <coughs> Probably. Well, looking at like, the list, it was. Yeah, because this movie, like I said, it came out March 3rd. It didn't even make its budget in the box office. It yeah. made 12.8. Shit. So it it didn't even it, it didn't even break even. So yeah, I could see it being a flop. But as in, like I said, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has an 86. Metacritic. Gave it a 69. IMDb gave it a 6.5. So it's averaging yeah. as a decent horror movie. Well, it's but, a cult classic now. Yeah, it, it is a cult classic Especially now. since Guardians came out and Gunn has become a, a bigger name. Yeah. People are going back and uh, they're... Uh, revisiting his stuff. Like, yeah, like, yeah, they're revisiting it. So, But it has a really good cast in itself. So that's probably why it's moving its way back up. Yeah, I mean, you had Michael Rooker, Elizabeth Banks, Nathan Fillion. I mean, these are A-list motherfuckers. Uh, minus, you know, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> oh. hey, I'm sorry. I mean, what do you watch Nathan Fillion in? Uh, Castle Season 8? I no, mean, reruns, of, reruns of Firefly. Yeah, all 13 episodes. Yep, yep. all 13 episodes. On Blu-ray. Yeah. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Comment coming out soon. No, the crickets are in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I mean, I'm not... Um, I want to see more of Nathan Fillion. I mean, I really did. I, I want him to do more horror movies, horror comedy movies. I just want him to do more. I mean, really, I mean, he doesn't do 
much anymore. And that's no. what's kind of sad. Castle. And he, well, he does voice work here and there. Yeah, but I mean, like, but he not does, much. Yeah. In all honesty, he does more voice work now than he did, the, or than he does really acting roles yeah. anymore. Because, yeah, you have your acting roles where you have Castle, you have Firefly, you have this movie, you had Dr. Horrible, Sing Along Blog, and you had a few other things. But, granted, you might not notice it whenever you're listening to the roles that he's in, but yeah. he's, he has a lot of... Uh, he has a lot of voice acting roles as well. The biggest one that I can think of off the top of my head is fucking Green Lantern. Yeah, he was He's also uh, he was a Halo Three ODST, and he was also a Halo Five. Yeah, well, yeah, it, he was a Halo Buck. franchise. Yeah, Halo he was, franchise. He was Buck. He's got his because that character. Well, you don't is go beloved. from being Nathan Fillion to do voice work for Halo. No, yeah. you don't. You, you need really to don't. be his. This guy when he was in his prime and in shape, he mm. could have been. The Drake, yeah. If they made an Uncharted film, Nathan Drake. Uh, well, that's he well, is isn't that what they based, it, it, based off it off of him? Yeah, they based it off. Uh, and off when of I him. envision like even the the main character, I forget his name right now, escapes me for Last of Us. I imagine Nathan Fillion because he is this really strong. He holds that seriousness and that playfulness so fucking well. Yeah. That he's kind of like, you know, the John McClane for the Nerdist colony, you know? It's yeah. like awesome. And that's why I see it like sad that it is only like maybe Castle that got picked up. Because I remember he did a, he was doing a race car TV show before Castle got picked up and stuff like that. And it got canceled after the first season or a few episodes. And it's like he's been trying to get back on the TV train. Uh, Josh Whedon throws him a bone here and there every now and then. He did yeah. like a... He did a, a voice work in uh he did voice work in Guardians. No, he did a full on film with Josh Whedon recently after he, after Josh Whedon got done with the Avengers bullshit. It was a it was a Shakespeare film. Uh, I forget the name of the title, but uh, Nathan Fillion came out in that, and it's like cool that you see him do work, but it's not the caliber of work I think I'd like I'd like to see Fillion do that he should yeah. be doing. He should be doing that. He should be doing. Elizabeth Banks, I mean, like like Ralph was just saying, she's uh, reached uh, a director's fucking position that I'm really glad she got to hit because that's all on her own you know it's cool mm-hmm. um michael rooker's still rocking and rolling i mean he catapulted he went from seven and a half hours sitting in a fucking makeup chair to do slither to doing two hours of makeup work for uh playing Yondu. Um, uh fucking what's his name in uh walking dead which oh uh I mean, as Merle. much as, yeah, as as much recognition as he probably gets for being Yondu, I mean, he probably gets fucking noticed around the world for playing Merle. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's such a, a cult fucking character for uh, Walking Dead fans. Yeah. Walking Dead, Slither, he was in Tombstone, Mallrats. He was in a lot of stuff. And he, he'd also, he also does uh, voice work, too, for games, too. He, he was in uh, the Call of Duty series now. But I think he was playing himself in that, though. Was he? In Michael Rooker's Well, he, he, <laughs> hey, he I take that back. The, he played one of the in like, main characters. Black Ops 2, he played some character that was in there. But in Black, I think, was it both in Black was Ops Was it the one with the George A. Romero thing? With yeah, the there zombie was, shit? Yeah, 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 there was that one yeah, where he was. Michael Rooker. He Michael was Roker. Michael Rooker. Yeah. But he played one of the main characters, or one of the characters in the game. Yeah. In Black Ops 2 and in Black yeah, Ops. Yeah, he was like your partner or something. Was, I'll tell you what, kid. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> right on, Mike. That's that's it. So, uh, so final thoughts in this film. What are your final thoughts? It's great. Slither has been since the since I saw the trailer. 
that I saw in theaters. It's been one of my favorite films to watch and own and enjoy. Um, I can't recommend the DVD enough. Uh, there's so much fun in the uh, commentary. Uh, when you realize that this film was shot in Vancouver and the only reason Nathan Fillion was casted, and he was casted last of everybody in this film because they needed to have a Canadian actor uh, for the film to be shot in Vancouver because you need to fill a quota of Vancouver, of Canadian um, actors. prestige. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan Fillion kind of filled in there at the end to take the uh, the, the character of Bill Party. And when they talk about how cold some of the scenes were, you talk about uh, James Gunn being so cold that he lost the function of his legs and he dropped, uh, you know, just dropped onto his fucking uh, whatever back or knees, or whatever the Holy fuck. Shit. He lost the function of his legs. It was so fucking freezing. And they and Nathan Fillion and uh, James Gunn gave uh, Elizabeth Bank the hugest kudos in the world because she shot some of these scenes in wearing nothing but a dress. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. just like, wow, like respect, because this woman holds her shit down and yeah. is able to act. <laughs> um, there's so much fun in the commentary. You learn things like the opening scene is actually just a lot of the crew members just walking around on set. Um, this was a film where James got to stretch his legs from the trauma house and do something that was near and dear to his heart. And when you watch this film, you see it. Uh, the comedy, the camaraderie between everybody. This looked like a fun film to make, and it's a very fun film to watch. I recommend it to anyone who's a fan of horror and anyone who's a fan of horror comedy because it fits both fucking areas perfectly. Um, there are a few things that go better than this, and when they are, they're golden gems like Shaun of the Dead and stuff like that. So that's my final thought on this film. And that pretty much covers everybody else, so we're good <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, All right. What do you think, what'd you think Aaron? Uh, this is my first time viewing it. Yeah. So, uh, like to me, this movie is an homage movie, like Cabin in the Woods was for that genre. Behind the Mask was for slashers. Uh, this is more of the creature, alien creature feature type of homage movie. Where a mission before, whenever uh, Grant Grant gets impregnated, that's straight up critters. When I shot that little thorn at his stomach, that was critters. Uh, you have the the Nightmare on Elm Street scene in the bathtub. You have the Brundlefly at the end. You've got the barn that reminded me of uh, Species 2. Mm-hmm. Whenever, you know, the, the father's taking all the kids, all the new eggs or whatever to the barn in that movie. So you have all these homages to, like, alien uh, horror flicks that are that are. It's just, just a smorgasbord of nostalgia. Yeah, huh? like, just all these. You have, like, references to Deadly Spawn, references to, you know, Invaders from Mars, uh, Night of the Creeps, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these, like, you know, 80s and, you know, kind of you know just great cult classics and i really enjoyed just watching it I'm like okay i know that's from that movie that's from that movie that's from that movie uh and also what i also what i do enjoy is that gun kind of uh he did something before uh, marvel started doing something with uh, the cameo with the stanley cameo gun puts lloyd kaufman in all of the movies yeah. he makes a cameo in, in every movie he does so uh uh, Gun kind of started that thing, and I like seeing Lloyd picking out Lloyd in all of uh, Gun's movies. Yeah, Grandpa's got to eat. Yeah, that's true. Someone's got to make pay. He's got to make a paycheck somehow. He's got <laughs> to. I mean, he needs his meats. He needs his drinks. There you go. <laughs> uh, Nothing to eat. <laughs> Nothing to drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just lost. I just listened to that today. I'm sorry. I had to. <laughs> it's okay. Everybody loved that part. But uh, but yeah, I mean, just this movie is just really well done. Nathan Fillion needs more horror comedy roles. He needs just more horror roles. He's 
great for that part. Yeah, he is. Uh, Elizabeth Banks, super, you know, nice to look at. Uh, damn. Yeah. What was it that Grant said to Brenda? Something about chocolate on the eyes? So delicious, you look like chocolate on the eyes. Yeah, she, she <laughs> looks like chocolate on the eyes. Hell yeah, she does. She's uh, pretty but, sweet. But, uh, but yeah, just all the, the scenes, the, the, the deer scene at the, at the police station was just, <clears throat> that was just great. I, I love that. Uh, yeah, the bathtub scene with the thing with the uh, with the the chick fighting the uh, the worm with like the the curling iron. Oh yeah, uh, another another great scene. Just the mm-hmm. movie is just really good, and I'm glad I bought it. Camp there. Oh yeah, yeah, very sleepaway camp. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, just very well done. And uh, see, I, I yeah, I loved it. First yeah, time yeah. watching it, not the last time I'm going to watch it. Fucking a. So, uh, Melbourne Ralph. What's your uh, what's your thought? <laughs> well, seeing as how everybody else took all the good answers, I'll you, make you, mine you short and simple. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sitting here looking at the ticker. It's like five minute conversations just from one person. <laughs> how am I going to top that? The movie was good. The movie was good. I'm if done. You, if you want to talk, if you want to top it, do uh do, do your final thought in uh in King Candy. I don't want to do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> <Then> fuck you. <laughs> Later. Um. No, the movie was Ooh. a lot of fun. This is the first time I'm watching it myself. I. And quite honestly, it was like a last minute decision because we didn't find out till very late in the week that Nate's like, oh, I can't make it. Here, watch a movie. You got, you got like, you got like three days. Go. (laughs) Do it. Do it. So I ended up, I ended up pretty much ended up watching it at the very last minute. And it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I, I knew from the get go that it was a James Gunn film because whenever, I saw Guardians, and Nate was with me. Nate's like, oh, this is done by the guy that did Slither. I don't know if this is going to be all that great. Like, he was bad-mouthing Guardians, like, when the first trailer released. And he's like, this fucking sucks. It's made by the guy that made fucking Slither. This is going to fucking blow, 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 wait, blow, wait, blow, wait, blow. Wait, wait, are you saying Nathan's bad-mouthing something before he sees it? Yeah, he would. And he he admitted Uh-oh, that. Retard alert! <laughs> <laughs> and he he admits that yeah he he shouldn't have done that. And he he even says that that was the first time he did it, and last time he'll do that. He apologized. And he apologized, and we were like, we fucking told you, dick. But <laughs> he, uh, whenever he said that, I was kind of like, eh, that that kind of made me not want to see Slither. And then he was like, hey, like three days ago, watch Slither. We're going to do a podcast. Fuck me. <laughs> All right. So I ended it's up so watching. So last minute. So last yeah. minute. You know I'm working two jobs, you dick. <laughs> well, so, like, were you, how were you able to find it? Um, I actually ended up downloading it from Amazon. I rented okay. it. Okay. I made the I made the four dollar purchase for the HD, and okay. I just sat down and watched it on my phone Sweet. and tablet. I okay. interchanged the two. But um, no, the fu- the the movie was all around. It was fun. I enjoyed it. The like I said, the characters all interacted really well. The flow, the way it flowed, it was it flowed like fucking running water. You know, it it, it was perfect. Um, and just the the humor is just amazing. Like, yeah, it has its scary moments here and there, but to me, it was there wasn't a whole hell of a lot. There was like a couple of jump scares here and there, but all around it was just fun. Because, like Jeff was saying, it's comparable to, like, Shaun of the Dead. Like, yeah, it's supposed to be a horror comedy, but it's supposed to be fun. You're, you're supposed to enjoy it. And that's mm-hmm. what it really was. It, it was enjoyable. And I liked it for what it was. And it's definitely going to have to be a DVD purchase or voodoo purchase or whichever one I need to go through to mm-hmm. be able to get it. Yeah. Because okay. I, as much as I want to get it on Blu-ray, I've just been told, I've been told this podcast that they do not have a Blu-ray. And yeah, I'm a little upset. Well, that brings up to the next question. Uh, 
Do you buy, rent, download, or skip it? Oh, this is definitely going to be a fucking buy for so me. Buy? I'm going to have to buy it, yeah. Jeff? No doubt I already about bought it. You already yeah. bought it? Yeah. yeah, I bought it recently, and uh, yeah, I'm glad I did. Always buy a second copy. Yep. I, I got mine off Amazon. I paid $3 with the free shipping. Oh, no shit. Very so, nice. I'm, I'm hoping for, with James Gunn getting the recognition he's getting with him picking up uh, Volume 2 of Guardians right now, I hope that Slither does see a Blu-ray release soon. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of sacrilege for them not to. Well, James Gunn, if you're listening to this, you now have two new people who really like this movie. So. I, I, I don't think it's James Gunn. Scream Factory. If you're listening to oh, this. Oh, yes. Scream Factory. You do an amazing job with your Blu-ray releases. Don't touch it. We should be telling that to full moon. Yeah, yeah, Don't touch definitely, it. definitely. Uh, no, Scream Factory. Pick up this title, give it your full on VIP badass treatment, like you did with uh, like you did with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Part Two, Part Two, and Serpent in the Rainbow. Yeah, give that badass treatment. Release it on Blu-ray. Yeah. Do the fans a favor. I mean, when I watched this, I didn't understand. The importance of 35 millimeter because that's mm. that was the norm. Yeah, and knowing that this was shot in 35 millimeter and it had all the digital effects, all the Phantom Menace and stuff like that, it's like it's kind of forgotten that this was not the easiest thing to do. This is kind of like, I mean, the people that hold the ability to pull off these kind of films these days are, you know, Christopher Nolan or Quentin Tarantino. I mean, Especially Tarantino. Tarantino's known for that now. Well, they're, they're the only ones that are allowed to take the studio money and still dabble in film. Yeah. And for this being such an awesome horror comedy, a, a run-of-the-mill horror comedy that's a, you know above average as far as storyline and, and, and execution go, but for it being so digitally involved and, I don't know, just unique and original, yet nostalgic at the same time, it's just awesome. Because, I mean, it's... Uh, it's rare. We don't really have too many of these running around because it really took Edgar Wright to kind of crack this into that, wow, we need films like these. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really did. Because Edgar did something that you know I thought no person would ever do. It made me appreciate Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead and all the Ramiro's mm-hmm. that much more because he had fun with it. Well, yeah. we need filmmakers, not just directors. Yeah. But I'm sorry. I mean, you could be – you could have – I mean, if anything that – um the guy who's doing the new Batman vs. Uh, Superman film. Uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. If Zack Snyder showed us anything, is that having a great eye doesn't make you a great director. This guy makes magic. I mean, you watch the Dawn of the Dead remake, you watch 300, you watch Sucker Punch, you're seeing visual art. That's just beautiful. Watchmen, beautiful. Yeah. But if you don't have the mind to write a good screenplay, a good story, then you might as well... It's yeah. all it's all eye candy, yeah. no substance. No substance. Yeah. No, and it's... I think that's what Zach Gunn, I'm sorry, James, James Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> James Gunn is able to pull off uh, so very well is that he's able to capture originality and fun storylines, but also has that eye to make it like something you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I like how that made full circle. You're, you start off saying Zach Gunn, you end it with Zach Gunn, and we this... now know where you got Zach from. They, yeah. they, they were such, I mean, I think Zach, Snyder and James Gunn <laughs> were so close to each other with uh, Slither and Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. For some reason, they, they felt so close together. I think that's the reason I always mixed them up. Yeah, because, probably. Uh, but lo and behold, I think one's a little bit better than the other. Yeah. In my book. I'll have to go with you on that. I mean, yeah. 
one guy's done some great stuff. I always appreciate seeing uh, Rorschach being brought to life. And even a couple of scenes from Sucker Punch are just utter art and beauty. Yeah. But overall, film-wise, I'll always probably pull for the for the gun. <laughs> You're going to pull the gun? I'll, I'll, I'll prefer to have the gun in hand. Uh, yeah, I, I bet you will. But, man, I, I, I can't lie, though. I'd love to have Snyder's Dawn of the Dead in my back pocket the whole time, though. Because that is just <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful film. Well, which I can't wait to... When we get to that review, I'll be uh, smiling near to ear. You'll be actually happy? Yeah. Okay. Because this, this made me happy talking about this film. It's uh, it's a great one in my book. Mm-hmm. It's uh, when you talk alien invasion and horror stuff. Uh, this is a uh, cream of the crop to me. Alien invasion, zombies, infection, zombies. I mean, it's, it's awesome. The best. I mean, it was right up there with Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps is mm-hmm. easily top, but man, this is like definitely right there with it. I, I, yeah, this is like gun to the head, Evil Dead, or one or two. Choose. It's like no. <laughs> now the creeps just let her choose no oh you're lucky today i don't have my knife yeah so, so i'm good i don't have yeah. to choose today no you no. not not today you don't not have today. you don't have a sequel to pick from uh, and speaking of sequels i always uh the way this film ends it ends on a fucking note that leaves you with the possibility oh yeah it leaves you with i think this actually has a little post credit scene or a mid credit scene that leaves you with the idea. So that... he pulled a Marvel before a Marvel. Oh yeah. I, oh shit. I, I see. I didn't. I, as soon as the credits rolled, I turned it off. I didn't know there was. Oh damn there, it. There's a <laughs> there's a there's a lone worm situation, and, it, and it, it it leads to the possibility of there being another. Wait, wait, wait. If they're all hive minded, and Grant Grant is the main supreme mind for that era, how can one lone worm survive? A lone worm. Maybe escaped one of the... Was it like the black sheep of the worms? It, the same way that... Was the it the way, Hot Topic worm? I don't know. The same way that uh, Ultron did in Age of Ultron. Granted, it wasn't his original body, but it was, they were all a hive mind. So just because there's one loan, that, that could just mean that he everything's transferred over to that one. So that could be it. That could be the possibility. So Grant Grant might not be fully dead yet. Or it's just... Grant Grant's dead, and this is just what's remainder of the alien itself, seeing as how it doesn't have a host no more. So that could be the possibility. Okay. All right. I love that they left the possibility open, which yeah. I'd love to see a fucking... Man, I mean, if there was a sequel, it'd be awesome. Which, yeah. now, now that I'm thinking about it, does that mean Guardians and Slither are in the same universe? Yeah. Yeah. You said seeing as how seeing as how the, the slither worm worms are in Guardians. Yeah, you guess you said earlier. Possibility. That's what's weird about Guardians. I mean, you have an idea of Earth time solely by Peter Quill's existence. Yeah. So with the Slither involvement, who knows? Maybe Slither's part of the Marvel universe maybe and we the, didn't know. Maybe the Slither were the squirms or scrolls. Or maybe when the explosion happened Possibly. from the uh, girl fucking with the uh the gem mm-hmm. that unleashed the worm. Oh that shit! That might have been. We got a timeline. <laughs> so real. Oh wait, wait, hold on. The the phalax, the phalax in the Marvel universe is really the squirm. There you go. I think we just came up with a theory. <laughs> Marvel work on it. It's it's a way for Marvel to get around the X Men story with hey, that hive mind. Now, go. do you here at home have a theory or an idea, or do you like shirts? because <laughs> we're glad to hear your interest in any of these yeah uh aaron why don't you shoot them the ideas of uh where they'd like to go if they need to pick up a deep in the heart texas t-shirt if you want to represent the best horror podcasts in the known universe it's peter quill approved you and can go to approved 
<laughs> yeah, and yeah, and you know, room Ralph approved. He's wearing one right now. Hell yeah, my uh, favorite one actually. <laughs> with the axes. You can go to uh, Redbubble.com, type in the little search engine "Deep in the Horror of Texas," or you can go to tpublic.com, type in "Deep in the Horror of Texas" and search, and you will get directed to. Our lovely shirts. And if that's too hard for you, just go to our Facebook and click the shop icon, which is right there on the front page, and it'll take you directly to our T Public store. And while you're there, give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And just reach, give us some, uh, if you like this episode, give us a review. What you liked, what you hated, where we need to improve. Does Jeff need to drink more? Does he need to drink less? Yeah, I only had one beer this episode. A 40. Okay. <laughs> a 40 <else>. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, leave us a review. We, we like to read those. Yeah, and also hit us up on iTunes. Uh, leave us a review there. We're trying to get our stars up and all that kind of goody stuff. Uh, Stitcher Radio app. If you're a Stitcher Radio app advocate, then hey, hit us up on there and give us a like, uh, review, anything like that. We're here for you. We're also on Podbean. That's where our kind of home station is at. And we are now on Metal Onslaught Radio. Oh, yes. So every Tuesday, tune in and listen to uh, us on Metal Onslaught. Metal on slot. To kind of catch up with uh, what we've been talking about in the past, if you're, if you're a new listener. Yeah. What was it they had on this one, or this past Tuesday? Was that the Krampus, Krampus. one? Krampus, Krampus yes. Episode. We played our Krampus episode and a little yeah. bit of our best of 2015 episode. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that's every Tuesday from 6 to 8 p.m. Metal on slot radio. Download the app on your so. iTunes radio. And if you want to find us go. personally, I'm on Twitter at the Suicide Fox. I'm on, that's also my gamer tag on Xbox Live. Jeff, do you want to give out any personal info? Uh, yeah, or? I am also on Twitter at. Thanks, and just hit me up there, and then. Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch! I'll be Did glad someone to... hiccup. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, can you can you repeat that? You can also find me on Xbox Live at, and that was awesome. I'd be able to glad to enjoy your friend request and play. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying. Ralph, it's, you wanna... it's baby steps. <laughs> baby steps. Come out. Well, if if you come really out of the cabin, Jeff, come out of the cabin. If you really want to contact Jeff, just refer to the pa- to the previous episode. Oh God. Yeah, That's you said right. it all on that episode. You get you bared all. Yeah, bared it all. So go to the thirty days of night episode. And just go. Just fast forward to the very end. You can catch a way to find. You can find a way to catch Jeff. All that good stuff. That's yeah. right, uh, old chap, old boy there. I've had I had a couple number of friend, seventeen. Yeah, I had a couple of friend requests and you know interest in playing Gears of War, so you know I quickly changed my. Please tell tag. me you played as Dom. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> that's uh, too funny. No, no, no. So yeah, that is too funny. That is uh, our show for to for today. Yep, and uh, like to thank you for listening. So tune in next time as we talk. More things horror, scary, and hopefully Nathan will find his way back. No, so, he won't. He won't? No. He won't? Okay. You're, you're taking a spot permanently? He's locked. Oh, welcome aboard. Hey! How you? Oh, yeah. Hey, there's three skulls on this shirt for a reason. He's, chair- <laughs> he's Chairman Ralph now. <laughs> Chairman Ralph. <laughs> Self-promoted. Yeah, because I'm the one in the chair today. Yeah, you made it. All right, so, so when uh, you're not looking for your Mr. Pib and you're reaching out for a <laughs> podcast trio... Um, here we are. Lo and behold. I am Jeff. I am Aaron. And this is Ralph. Keep us scared. She the 29 years <laughs>
Funny story, uh, <laughs> at, at TFW... What's with the fucking spitting? <laughs> Cover your mouth next time. Um, I was in TFW, Swallow. and I was heading up to my hotel room, and lo and behold, the Michael Rucker uh, slithers his way into the uh, elevator right before the door shut. And, uh, yeah, I didn't come up that with that quip. Did he look like a squid? Well, it's funny. Like I came up with that quip fast enough that I was like, ooh, I like the way you slithered your way in here. And he's like, <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. I saw what you did there. I was like, thanks. I put it out there. Yeah. Were I you was sober so, or were you? I was drunk as shit. I'm at TFW. Are you sure, are you sure it was my <laughs> Oh, I'm positive. Oh, dude. I had well, a, he responded. So. It was really yeah. Tara Reed. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, God. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> wife beater, bald. Yeah, yeah it could have been Terry. Could have been Terry. No, she, he was, he wasn't bright orange. Face like a love, like a catcher's mitt. If he was Oompa Loompa orange, then that would have been okay. like it could have been mistaken by Terry. Was he missing a hand? No. Okay. It he wasn't. Might he have been, he, he wasn't. He might have mode. been talking to Tara Reed then. <laughs> There's a good chance you were talking to Reed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, possibly. I. I, I I'm at the re recant my. Uh, <laughs> I, I pretty much talked to Terry. Are those memories still in the bank? It was sh- it was shiny wall the metal in the bank. Ele- the spank bank. There was go. shiny wall metal oh. in the elevator. If it's a spank bank, it's definitely Terry. <laughs> no, then it might no. be actually Michael Rooker. No, <laughs> for when I drop this episode, I'm going to put the picture of me and Michael Rooker there standing next to each other. Oh, you took a picture? Yeah. Oh, oh, so you do have I, a memory you can't That was an awesome moment for me because I got to meet Tom Tolles and uh, Michael Rooker. And I talked to him extensively about Henry, uh, Portrait of a Cellular Killer. And then when I met Rooker in the elevator, I let the Slither antidote out. And I just congratulated him on his uh, triumphant effort. Nice. Yeah, because it's... Uh, you know, I'm not going to praise the guy for being butt naked in Mallrats. So it was like definitely the Slither <laughs> moment. It was more the one to try. Would you like a pretzel? Oh god, that would have <laughs> been awesome. Uh, reach back, uh, really get it in there. <laughs> you should have pulled that on. <laughs> you should have asked him, like you know, at, at every convention that you're at, how many people will bring you pretzels? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's definitely going to have to be a question for the next time for him. Oh yeah, and that was a weird TFW because both Norman Reedus and him were there, so it was kind of cool seeing them just kind of shoot the shit and smile at each other the whole time. Yeah, you know. Brothers from another mother on another TV show. Exactly. Right. Exactly. All right. So from deep in the dick of Texas. Wow, uh, that was pretty deep. Yeah. 
back cracked. <laughs> cracked your back, too. Thank you back. for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary.